Happy Hour, a work, culture, and lifestyle show. We're your hosts, Brittany Bowering and Penny Blackmore. If you like our show, please rate, review, and subscribe to it. Uh, That'll help other people find it. How are you? (laughs) Penny is currently struggling with her microphone. Uh, Just getting it just right there. You got it there? How's it coming along? It looked further away. (laughs) Yeah, you're all right. I mean, okay. Yeah. I had you're, to I mean, set up okay. the podcasting setup this afternoon, so needless to say, it's been a full disaster. <laughs> I hate doing this stuff so much. Like I, I, I realized I was going to have to do it. I was like, no. Oh God, no. I know something about tech, like these things that I all have to fit together at the right. It's just no, no. cables, no. gadgets. Yeah, hate all those things. It's too like small. Mm. Everything's like, mm. everything counts too much, you know? Yeah. We want big picture, right? Totally. Big and if you mess makers. one thing up and then you do a few more things and then you're like, oh, well now I have to go all the way back. Yeah. Hate that. Speaking of which, are we recording? <laughs> just yeah, kidding. Let me just check. <laughs> I mean, yes. we're obviously recording. We are. So in general, Penny, how are you? I am so good. I did so many things today. I feel really proud of myself. Fabulous. Um, I thought, you know, when you like have quite a busy day ahead and you're like, oh my God, it's going to be so stressful. I have to plan because I'm having friends over for dinner, i.e. Britt and our other friend, Laura. Um, And I was like, I have to get all the vegetables. I have to get all the ingredients. I have to write a proposal. I have to do all this stuff. And then I did those two things, like went to the supermarket and wrote the proposal. And I was like, yeah, all right, all right, I'm done. (laughs) And so I did some deep internet research on one of my topics for this very podcast. Ooh, fabulous. How are you, Britt? That doesn't sound too bad. I'm doing pretty good, pretty good. I um, did my first first comedy show in a really long time. Congratulations. Last night. Thank you very much. It was, so I've, I have gone since COVID, I have gone back to comedy a couple of times. I've done a, done a couple of my, my shows on Sunday nights. Um, but the room there is very small and cramped and it just doesn't seem like we've stopped running the show because we're like it just doesn't seem like the right thing to do right now um but there are some venues um you know that take things seriously and you know you can not only sorry not only take things seriously but are allotted the space that it requires to do all things so that's where we were (laughs) last night a place where you know I felt like I could just trust a little bit more in in that um but the problem is, honestly, Penny, like, comedy is not built for COVID, I'll tell you right now. <laughs> COVID okay? ain't funny. It ain't, like, I mean, <laughs> it's just, you know, you have to have everybody seated, like, far away from each other. You're in a big room with lots of ventilation. Like, comedy is best in the darkest, dingiest, like, wettest room where you're literally breathing on each other Mm. and it's like dark and you're laughing and your spits landing on people and like Mm. that's where you get the best laughs and the best vibe with the droplets you want you want droplets as many droplets yeah just spraying all around exactly and this is the problem that you know uh with this room last night it was like a really big room and then there's 25 people in the room because that's the max you can you know have at these events And, you know, it's like people are nervous to laugh because no one, you know, it's like, it's weird. Actually, I was busy, but I was, (laughs) I I always laugh way too much, especially at Britney's jokes. I love it. I love good audience members. (laughs) I'm also myself a really good audience member. Oh yeah. Britney totally is. I went to a comedy show with Britney last week. Yeah. um, And it was my first time seeing her in the audience. It was so cute. She is (laughs) wide open to any kind of gag. I'm ready. 
She yeah. was just cackling her little head off. I was like, this is a true delight. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I just, yeah, I love, I love comedy. So anyway, it was, it was a nice show. It was fine, but I'm just like, oh, not the know? full buzz. That it's, you, you don't get for. the full buzz from it. Mm-hmm. Not even close. So that's a bit, a bit upsetting, but anyway, but happy that I got to do a show. That was nice. Yeah. You know, super nice. Yeah. Um, and our Emily in Paris episode did surprisingly great. Oh my gosh. I'm glad that people liked it. Yeah, me too. And I think the reason people liked it is because did you get messages from people like, oh my God, that show was so bad, but I watched the whole thing in one sitting. Yes. Like everyone everyone said that they were like, I don't know why. And I'm like, because Netflix like algorithmically manipulates your emotions into watching shows like that. Oh my God, totally. They've mastered it. It's an art. Yeah. It's a science. Yeah. Actually. It's a yeah, yeah. It's a very depressing science. Yes. But I feel like um what I I think Emily in Paris actually harks back to a time when nothing really mattered. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the, I don't know, maybe just before the year two thousand, before September eleven or whatever. Which is so funny because it's supposed to be like current day or whatever. Mm. And it just screams 2009, oh, you know? Those shoes. Anyway, <laughs> we'll drop it now. Yeah. No, no we'll more talking about Emily. Again. Yeah. Um, by the way, my look today is, uh, I'm pretending I'm in the English countryside. Yeah. I'm traveling through outfits at the moment. So Penny has a, a, a knitted uh, sweater mm-hmm. draped over her shoulders. Yes. And a floral print skirt on. And then I have fluffy socks and Birkenstocks. Oh my gosh. It's a it's a lot of cuteness mm. in one little person. I look like you. I have an eccentric taste in crockery. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shall we uh, get to it, Britt? Well, I guess so. Why Let's not. do it. Work. Oh, that was a good one. Good one. This is a nice rosé, by the way. Isn't it nice? Ooh. I love this rosé. Did we buy, Penny, did we buy that rosé um, when we were together, the one called Yes Way Rosé. Yes, we did. Yeah. Oh my God. And when we're in, in America. In America. Yeah. Oh yeah. We were like, well, I guess we're going to buy this and drink it. And we did. Okay. It was fabulous. Yeah. We, <laughs> that was a really fun night. It was so fun. Yeah. Honestly, Penny, today's Friday. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm keeping it light mm-hmm. with work mm-hmm. because I'm ready for the weekend. You know, I'm a, people might not be listening to this on a Friday, but Whatever. Friday mm. vibes are always good to put out. Yeah. We want to give you Friday vibes on a Tuesday. That's exactly Isn't that the greatest right. gift. Yeah, totally. Tuesdays aren't that great usually. They really aren't a good day. But let's stick with the Friday. <laughs> How's your work Get life? Back to- <laughs> so what I've been thinking about a lot recently, mm-hmm. um, because I've found that we're, you know, because we're nearing the end of the year, um, I've been hearing from a lot of clients and a lot of people about uh, team events Uh, that are happening. You know, basically I think everyone was holding out to do their team event until they could do it in person. And now everyone's like scrambling because they're like, oh shit, we're not going to be able to do our team event. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to be able to do it in person. So everybody's planning these like remote team events. And it got me thinking, you know, I know this sounds like a really silly topic, but there are a few fun things that I thought I would just throw out there. Uh, it's not silly. I love these things. Yeah, these things are really cool. Mm. And I found some, like a new tool that I wanted to share that's kind of cool. Um, basically for teams to, you know, stay connected, mm. even if they're not in the same building while they're working. Because love I think that. so easily we get into this mode of just like, just talking work uh, with our with our colleagues and our teams. And then you just lose these connections mm. and it just gets lonely, let's be honest. Yeah. So 
first tool that I discovered, which is so fun, and I've introduced it to a client. I'm super excited to see how it goes. So I can't actually say that this is amazing and it works great. <laughs> but so far, the user, we'll so far it's super user friendly mm-hmm. and very like fun. It's called Quiz Breaker quizbreaker.com mm-hmm. and um, this podcast is not sponsored by them so it's not sponsored and not, by anyone no that's Don't correct this is fucking free <laughs> as fuck content free that's as why a, I get to say so many fucks yeah exactly yeah. exactly so quizbreaker is this really cool tool that basically what it does is you sign up everyone on the team signs up right so Penny you'd sign up you'd fill out your little profile you'd put your cute little profile pic up there and then you'd answer three questions about yourself three random like icebreaker questions, right? So like, what was your first job? Or um, if what you- What is the sound that you hate most in the world? <laughs> and it's this. Yes. <laughs> People eating cereal. Yeah, I would literally, I would guess all of your answers right. I'm pretty oh, no. sure. Um, you, know, <laughs> you, you know, all these like fun- icebreaker questions. You can also add your own for your team. You can add your own questions so you can make them a little bit more, I don't know, team specific. Exactly. Whatever. And then, so once you have your team all like onboarded onto Quizbreaker, you decide the frequency. It can be once a week. It could be twice a week. It could be literally every day. The, uh, the team gets a little um, email that's a little quiz and it's about their team. So they get three questions to answer and it's super simple and easy. It's just like, um, whose first job was working at McDonald's? Mm-hmm. And then it shows you three of your teammates and you have to be like, hmm, whose first job was working at McDonald's? Blah, blah. And you choose yeah. and then you're like, hey, you got it right. Or now you didn't get it right. And then there's like a leaderboard and people can like see how they're comparing and how well they're doing. I mean, it's pretty cute mm. and it's simple and it's I a little quizzes. silly. It's a little silly. Mm. Okay. And also I know it sounds kind of lame because right when I was explaining it, I was like, wow, this sounds really lame. But um, I think sometimes a bit of lame is really good oh, in life. Oh God, hundred percent. We always say on this we podcast, do don't be cool. We do say that. Be yeah. uncool. So that's one that I would suggest at least trying out with a small team and seeing how it goes. Love that. Then- this is another one that I haven't tried yet, but I've heard r- roaring reviews, okay. raving reviews. Raving reviews, yeah. Roaring? Rave reviews. Rave mm-hmm. reviews. Thank you, Penny, for correcting <laughs> my English. It's called Among Us. Okay. Sounds culty. Um, I mean, yeah, maybe. So basically, this is an online game that is basically like if you've ever played the board game or I don't know if you can call this a board game. Yeah, I guess it's a board game. The Resistance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's one of those um, spy games where there's a spy and, you know, you don't know who the spy is, but they know that they're the spy, but they're trying to not, you know, come off as a spy, but it's all online. And this game has been going gangbusters. Everybody's been going wild. Really fun. Yeah. So people have been doing this. And I thought this is the perfect thing to introduce to the team. Um, uh, We're actually, I'm planning a remote event with one of my clients, and we're going to have this at the end of each day. We're going to have a little game of Among Us. And it's optional. You can stick around and like have a drink and we'll play together, or you can go or whatever if you have family and better Mm. things to do. But, um, you know, like I think. These kind of things, like these unique games that are going on that are really clever, mm. um, are a really fun thing to just do that's like not work related, you know? Mm. And then the last thing is, I honestly, I know that we've actually said on this podcast recently, I think you were like, this whole happy hour thing oh, with yeah, teams or whatever. Thing, but I, I retract I that comment. Yeah, I think it's good. Mm. I really do think it's good. And maybe you can do this like an extra special happy hour where, you know, like just as a surprise one day, 
Um, someone can organize, which by the way, I think if you organize this for your team, people would go bananas. Mm. If you like sent everybody the ingredients to a cocktail or yeah. something, and yeah. then you like went through the ingredients and did it. Like these are the kind of things that we're really missing right mm. now at working apart. Like these totally. things after work, gathering around, someone makes a cocktail and like for everybody or whatever. I mean, I don't know if that happens in all workplaces, but in the ones I've worked at, it does. Yeah. Totally. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the ones I've worked at. Those are just three ideas. I thought I'd throw three ideas out there Love of like that. just ways you can just brighten up your work day with your mm. team a little bit. Mm. We all Super need that nice. right now. I've noticed that um, when I used to do calls with clients, you'd kind of be right into, oh, I just hit myself in the head. Um, <laughs> you kind of get right into it. You'd be like, hi, how are you going? Good weekend. Yeah, okay, cool. Yes. Let's Let's get cracking. And now every client, it's like 10 to 12 minutes of small talk. I am so happy you said that. And I'm going for it. Yeah. Usually I'm very anti-small talk, but I'm just like, fuck it. Let's chat. This is so funny Love that you that said that. Love that pot plant in the background. How much water is it, does it need? Absolutely. If you're really bad with plants, will I kill it? Yeah. Et cetera. Like just So for the, for, I've been working with this client for months. Mm. Like in the new year, it'll be a year, right? And I was talking with this, we were waiting for another guy to join the call this morning and I'm talking with him and I knew that his daughter was sick. And I was like, I asked him, I was like, how is your little one doing? Like I knew that he had a daughter who was sick and he's like, oh yeah, she's good. And then he starts talking to me and I find out his daughter is 15 years old. Oh, little <laughs> She's one. like a full grown teenager. Yeah. Um, and it's just so un- silly. Like, un- un- they're unexpectedly young parents. I and mean, you're like, oh, I hello. Think, I think he also looks really young. He's yeah. just the most lovely guy. Mm. Um, and he's just, yeah, just such a sweetheart. And it was just so funny because I, I felt bad. Mm. I was like, my God, we've never had a long enough conversation for me to find out that you have like teenage daughters. Yeah. Shit. Anyway, I felt bad. Oh, listen. I yeah. Mean, have you ever met this person in person? No, well, never. Well, then it's fine. Yeah. We do our best. I mean, they know everything about my life. <laughs> well, that's because you're all like They know the I'm moving. They know I'm, I know I'm, t- I, like, oh. it's just such a natural thing when they're like, how are you? I'm like, oh, well, I'm moving this week and it's a whole nightmare. <laughs> and, you know, I'm like, how are you? And he's like, fine. Yeah. You know, such a little cutie. I think, anyway. um, yeah, I, because, so, okay. This actually segues really well into my work topic. Is Perfect. that okay? So um, I actually wanted to get your opinion on something, Britt. Okay. So I'm not going to put you on the spot. I'll let you I warm like up to being, it. let's do it. Okay. So basically um, COVID happened. Mm-hmm. I decided to not necessarily pivot, but just add a string to my bow mm-hmm. um, in terms of the content writing thing. And the way I know the world works, I was like, I was going really hard on LinkedIn I was like, I'm a content writer now, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Yeah. Like I was fucking going for it because I was like, I really need to obviously make some money to survive, et cetera. Um, And and basically what's happened is all of my content writing clients have been like, oh, don't worry about that. Like, can you help us with business strategy and stuff? Yeah. And value prop stuff, which is super cool because it's definitely what I prefer doing and it pays way better. Yeah. But... I don't know, like, can I can I do this twice in one year? Like, big unveil, guess what? <laughs> Everyone's like, all right, Penny. Penny's reinvented herself again. This bitch cannot decide. Like, it might look pretty bad. So I think I'm just going to leave, jump out of LinkedIn for a while. I don't know. No, 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 no. Not I, jump out, but you know what I, I would mean. advise, I, I would advise. Mm. No, I think that this is totally normal. Mm. This was just, it's not like you're like, I'm a content. All I do is content. Now you said, this is a new service that I'm offering. Yeah. 
that's a totally different thing. Yeah. So I would say absolutely um, the cool thing about, I mean, what's actually kind of interesting about this, oh, I'm impressing myself right oh, now. Oh, goody. I'm so is, happy that I'm not actually putting you on the spot. because No, because yeah. like, what's so cool about this is you changing your offering or, or offering something new in that time of kind of in that crisis, you mm. know, in COVID times or whatever, only proves how great you are at business strategy. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You did it for yourself. And that, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's why you I did guess, that, right? Oh, like, if I you see. think about it that way, yeah. it's actually kind of smart. It was a good lead generation strategy. That's for sure. Yeah. Because basically like. Yes, exactly. I'm, yeah. Sorry, I'm, I got too and excited. <laughs> Brittany, I'm so happy to see Brittany excited because she's had a pretty shitty day, actually. <laughs> I came she's in doing here really, a really good job. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I made the content stuff that I was offering. So I wouldn't say cheap, mm. but so affordable because mm-hmm. I was like, if I can get, I don't know. I had, right. I just, I didn't know what was going to happen yeah. in the business landscape. And I was like, I just need to get money now. So you're nervous about, um, content clients coming to like being like, oh, let's do this business strategy. Mm. And then you're like, okay, well, that price is different. And that is this. Oh, no, no, no. All I'm saying is like, sorry, actually to step back, but because they uh, worked with me in this really affordable, at this affordable price point, yeah, then they were like, well, it seems like you might be able to help us with a whole bunch of other stuff. And I'm like, yes, yes, I can. Correct. (laughs) And I'm like, this is how much that costs. And they're like, cool. So that's no problem. But, um, all I'm saying is like sometimes it's good to have an introductory offer in a way. Yes. Like a little nugget that people can, they can have the nugget and then they can go in and buy the whole Happy Meal. You're so, yeah, you're absolutely right. And yeah. this is something that, I mean, I've heard you talk about this before. Like I think sometimes people um, miss those or like sometimes you'll have like a surprising lead generator, mm. right? Where it's like part of what you sell and then you realize, oh my God, from this, mm. we're, I mean- Basically anything can be a lead gen, but mm. like, yeah, selling something small yeah. is a great way or giving away something for 100%. free, but strategically. Strategic. Strategic. And it's funny because that is one of the things that I majorly, like all of my clients ever, I've had to talk them off the ledge when they're like, um, they have a what they think is a really hot lead. Yeah. And I, this is amazing to me because I really want to, I'm trying to think about how I can teach uh, people in my LinkedIn network and stuff about what is a hot lead. Yeah. Uh, and if you're not familiar with this lingo, I'm just talking about like the type of potential client that would sign right away and spend a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and so I have all these clients of mine who are like, oh my God, we've got this hot lead. We put together a package for them. It's 350,000 euros. And I'm just like, oh no, <laughs> do not do that. Like yeah. absolutely do not do that. Um, you need to, <laughs> if you've never worked with someone, you need to help them to um, on board in a more make it gradual easy. way. Make yeah, it make easy it easy for them, for them as make well. Make it a no-brainer. Make it, exactly. Don't make them have to go through 14 rounds of approvals with their managers. Like totally. that's insane. But yeah. anyway, yeah. long story short, I'm glad you gave me that reassurement. Absolutely. <laughs> reassurement. Reassurement. Um, and I've Is just it got, a word? No, it's reassurance. Okay, good. <laughs> just checking. <laughs> um, but then just last week we were talking about getting praise at work. Yes. And... I found this great article in The Cut called Ooh, My Boss Never Praises My I saw Work. That come up. I so we're going to put that in the show notes. So oh, if you want to check idea. that out. Yeah. Um, I love her advice because she she actually gives the wording 
You know what I mean? She's she's like, here's what you say. And it's hyper-specific. So basically, um, yeah, just read the article. It's really good. So if you're not getting any positive reinforcement, this is a really good way to bring it up with your manager, you know, so that it doesn't feel awkward or personal or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay, great. Culture. I wanted to talk really briefly. And again, this is uh, happy hour light, okay, (laughs) from Brittany's side of things. So I'm going light. Basically. And I'm going to Lux. Yeah. (laughs) So you're getting a balanced episode and that's what's important. You know, it's good for for to have a balanced diet. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I've been watching this show called Working Moms. Mm -hmm. No, sorry. Working Working. Moms. Yeah. Which I'm a bit upset, actually, that they called it Working Moms. I just feel like it's a bit... It's a bit lame. It's a bit lame, right? Because the show is actually not lame. Um, But what... Okay, so if anybody hasn't watched this show yet, it's just a series on Netflix. They're into their fifth season, I believe, or they just signed their fifth season, something like this. Um, Why I'm excited about this show is really, it's twofold. First of all... It's written and directed by a woman named Catherine Reitman. Wait, this isn't a documentary? No. Oh, I got the impression it was a documentary because oh, no, I no, met no. a mom and she was like, you should watch it. It's not just about mo- motherhood. It's about yeah. like, oh, no, okay. no, no, no. It's I'm not. more interested now. Okay. Yeah. It's a series. <laughs> I'm like, I know working moms. Why would I need to watch it? Totally. About- no, it's like a comedy. It's it's like a I guess it's probably a dramedy, but it's it's very funny most okay. of the time. Okay, great. So it's written and directed by this woman, Catherine Reitman, and she is well, she's American Canadian, but the show <laughs> takes place in Canada. <laughs> and I just want to say, I know that that's like not a reason to like something, Aww. but what I do like, Brittany's eyes really just lit up. <laughs> I'm telling you, this there's not enough mm. that's actually that happens in in Canada. That's actually not just take, like, because a lot of times America will just shoot everything in Canada because it's just cheaper for yeah. them. Yeah. Which I just think is why would we let them Don't take exploit all of our, our landscapes right? and our nice Canadians? We have beautiful landscapes. Yeah. And we're all hospitable. I'll tell you. Um, but what is cool is that it takes place in Toronto and they, they don't pretend that it's New York. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. this, this happens all the time in Toronto. They shoot things there and like this, like suits the show, the mm, series mm-hmm. that was shot in Toronto and they pretended like it was in New York. Mm. Um, and like all that happens all the time, but they actually say like, this is Toronto. This is Toronto. We're in Toronto. We're Canadian, blah, blah, mm. blah. And like, and, um, and you know, they bring up like Calgary. Well, they made fun of Calgary, which is fair. I get that. Uh, which is where I'm from. Um, <laughs> but what's interesting, I actually did a bit of research. So the, uh, her husband on the show, cause she, she, uh, she sorry. She writes, directs, and stars in it. Wow, that's fancy. She's a Lena Dunham, Phoebe Waller-Bridge type. She's really great, and she's just got this. Anyways, never mind. I'm not going to say that. Take that out. Okay, you take that out. I was going to say rock and bod. <laughs> you can say that, yeah. Especially, yeah. I feel yeah. like it's maybe a bit. Like, go on. All right. She's got a she's, rock and bod. Okay. <laughs> we don't apologize on this podcast. She's got a rock and bod. Really done something wrong. Then we'll apologize. All right. Fair enough. Okay. But uh, her husband on the show also also, uh, co-produces it with her and he's Canadian. It's just kind of an adorable thing. Mm. Um, But the other thing that I like about this show, because I don't have, I don't know if you guys know this, but I don't have kids. Um, So (laughs) She has a podcast instead. Exactly. It does (laughs) seem a little bit strange that I like to watch this show about moms. But for me, first of all, just like your friend mentioned, it's not actually about being a mother. It's Mm. more about being a woman, Mm. uh, you know, in her, I don't know, like, late 30s, 40s uh, time era, 
that is a career-driven woman that also has a family. Mm. And some of them don't even have kids yet or whatever, but like, you know, Mm. anyways. But it just, for me, it gives me this like, this kind of like a bit of a sign that like- Some hope. People are doing it, you know, because that's one of the things that I'm most scared about, about, you know, having kids is just like really losing focus on my career. And I understand that that will happen, but I'm just sort of, you know, I really want to be able to still do that. Mm. And I'll never forget- I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I met this woman once at like a dinner party that like, well, she was a random guest at a dinner I'm party. I'm scared about where this is going to go. And she says to me, she's like, she looked at me like dead because she was like, do you have kids? Like we were the youngest, like I was there with my boyfriend and we were the youngest couple there and the, the rest of them all had kids. And she was this really like, she was this cool journalist who was like on TV and she was this really cool woman. And she looked at me and she was like, do you want to have kids? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I think so. You know, like ah, classic Britney response. Yeah. And she's like, make sure you do everything you want to do in your career before, before. you have kids. Yeah. And she like looked at me like just, it was dark. And I was like, whoa. And that's she was like, I've always felt as well. Yeah. She's like, cause that's it. Mm. It's over. Like it was so weird. And but I really, <sighs> I, and by the way, so for a while I was like, fuck, you know, like, what am I going to, um, you know, and I got really worried about it. But then you got to really branch out when it comes to like opinions and advice from but, people because okay, it depends who you talk to, you know? Oh, totally. Sorry to interrupt. That's that okay. was really rude. That's but I got really I excited say. Yeah. because a lot of like really major feminist minds and like people who've had really successful careers as women and they've had children, et cetera, they're all like, if you don't choose a right partner in terms of a husband or a wife. Yeah. Um, you will not have it all. Right. You've got to like, and I see this sometimes like women being like, oh yeah, I mean, he wanted to do this. So he did it. And then I stayed at home with the kid for five days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, that would not, not at all to be judgmental, but that would literally never happen in my household. Yeah, right. Because I'm a bossy, aggressive woman who will ask for what she wants. Yeah. I'll yeah. be like, oh, honey, where are you going, by the way? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where, do, where the Excuse fuck me. do you think you're going? <laughs> you come back here and change this goddamn nappy. Yeah. I'm going for drinks with my girlfriends. Yeah. And I mean, it um, depends if like, if you've negotiated that and whatever, like obviously. That's the thing. You need to do it before the event. Yes. Before but the dark, I mean, she was like. Yeah. And I have to say, I think there's been a, a lot of like really negative commentary around having Motherhood. a child lately. Yeah. Like, and also people talking about their careers as if that should be more important than having a child. Mm. And I'm not going to be one of those people who's like, oh, it's our job as women to have babies. Of yeah, course no. it's not. But if you want to have a baby, surely bringing a life into the world is more important than being a product manager at Sony Entertainment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. it just literally is. And yeah. like, like, I mean, if you have, if you've brought, because I wouldn't, so I would argue that for some people it isn't right. Because some people don't even want to have kids or are not oh, even well, interested in it. Oh, interesting. don't want to. Yeah. But yeah. if you do want to have kids mm. and then you have a kid and you're trying to balance your career and you're, and you're bringing up your child, of course mm. your kid needs to come first sometimes? Oh, yeah. I feel like we're talking about from this state of like not having any experience with it. Oh, for sure. And I think actually the funny thing is like it's not about when I when I said that comment before that was oversimplified because it's not about Sony Entertainment. It's about your 
feeling as an independent, autonomous woman who yeah. has intellectual interests and adult relationships. So yes. not adult relationships like sexually, but like yeah. intellectual adult conversations and, you know, workplace, which, and that's the purpose that work serves for exactly. you. It, it serves that greater like philosophical purpose of you being something other than a boob, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right? A vagina and a boob. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> Do you reckon if you breastfeed, you always left uh, breastfeed on the left one or the right one? No, or, apparently you have to switch. Okay, that's yeah. what I would think. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe maybe people have favorites. That could be a thing. More juicy ones. I wouldn't be surprised by that at oh, all. Oh, funny. Honestly. I love how little we know about this. I know. I didn't even know what scary. a labia was until about two years ago. What? <laughs> oh, my Jesus. I was like, what even is that? There's going to be so many people Googling labia right now. Yeah. Google um, away. It'll Google be horrifying. it. You'll have a great time. Uh, okay, Patty, what's going on with you? Okay, In so. In the culture zone. Culture. Uh, <laughs> you guys know that I've talked about Man Repeller a couple, couple of times. Yes. The website, so it's closing down. I saw that. What's that about? Okay. So basically I, I'm bringing this up because I think it's an interesting cultural and media debate. Okay, great. Um, so basically during the Black Lives Matter movement this year, um, some things came to light about how men repel run their operations. Ooh, really? <laughs> um, and from what I heard, honestly, it didn't sound super bad. It just sounded like so. Uh, the founder of Man Repeller, oh, and by the way, Man Repeller is like a website with articles and fashion and stuff. Um, the founder of Man Repeller is a lady called Leandra Medine, and she comes from a really wealthy family. Like her um, parents buy her Chanel bags and so on and so forth, and that's why she was able to do this. Um, I don't think that makes her a bad person, but I think it's going to make, be really difficult for her to not be tone deaf in many, many situations. Yeah. Um, and she's very young as well. I, so I think actually like in a way our expectations of her were not fair in right. a way. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, she was completely out of touch with the current climate, but she also did what every boss does, which is she hired people like her. Um, so this is a very common problem with diversity and inclusion, which is um, people tend to hire people that are similar to them in visual appearance, in culture, in class background, in education, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so she sort of hired a bunch of really well-dressed uh, upper-class white women. Um, and obviously, like, that's problematic in a way, but she took leaps of faith on many untested writers who turned out to be really talented and successful. And I think that's like quite a test of a good boss. Like are they launching the careers of people in yes, a way? Because yes. she definitely did that. She could definitely identify talent and I think she had a lot of talent herself. Mm -hmm. um, so she took a big hit during the Black Lives Matter shakeup. Um, and then they rebranded to just Repeller. So no man repeller. Okay. And it just became like this really vanilla, lifestyle-y, mm. politically, not politically correct, but like just, they were just trying to be everything to everyone. Yeah. And it was sad because I was like, well, that's not what any of us came here for. We came here for like a rich girl wearing a lot of clothes, saying funny things. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> anyway. Um, it's interesting because now a lot of boutique publications like Man Repeller or Rookie or Exo Jane, they've all closed. So now it's just the big media magnates 
making mm. content and it sucks because I'm like, yeah. where do you get that unique point of view? Where do I find new writers? Um, yeah, that's tricky. I mean, I guess with the rise of so many, so much like, yeah, social media influencers and just writers on the, by themselves, mm. it's almost like, yeah, the, these kind of smaller publications become a bit obsolete, Absolutely. right? Like an individual can just make it a publication that would get them further mm. than contributing on some other... Yeah. And also, also, I think, yeah, one of the things that I thought of was like all the visual inspiration I get now is from Instagram. Um, And you'll notice that a lot of people are writing quite like long captions in Instagram. So it's kind of like you write an essay and then you put it with a picture. And so there's some writing involved there. But yeah, um, it's a shame that with the boutique uh, publications, like it was one woman starting uh, a boot, uh, like a, a website, and it was very much according to her point of view. It was yeah. all, uh, and it was during the blog era, which yes. was happening a lot. Now yeah. all those blogs are closed. Um, and I just feel like I miss those little corners of the internet. And yeah. it's like, I guess because uh, Man Repeller particularly got like two and a half million sort of followers on Instagram and it... Uh, you know, they had lots of views. They were making money out of this website. Mm-hmm. So I think that gave people the perception that it was almost like a public service, like Facebook or Twitter or something, which is they're not public services either. Yeah. But people perceive them that way. Yeah. Um, as like a platform for greater good. And it's like, no, this is a company of people that need to make money to pay the bills. Totally. And so, yeah, it was interesting because like mm. at one point, um, Man Repeller were doing these like collaboration posts, sponsored posts in their web on their website, and everyone's like, "Oh, these are so transparent that it's." And it's like, "Yeah, well, it says it's an ad." Yeah, it's. How, how do you think this person employs twelve people in a nice office in New York City? Yeah, exactly. How, like, what it? What does that look like these days? Yeah, and it's so hard. Like, people have very high expectations. So anyway, I think it's sad. Yeah. It's too bad. I mean, there were mistakes made on both sides, I think. Mm. You know, like she definitely should have expanded her horizons in terms of her team. Yeah. Um, And also, I agree that I think people's expectations of people on the internet is just, they're just blown so far out of the water. Like Mm. it just doesn't, you know, yeah, we, we very rarely like think about who this person is, where they came from, their experience in order to kind of assess the t- the kind of person, whether they're good or bad or mm. whatever. It's just interesting. Um, yeah. It was yeah. interesting that she did that thing that we, I think we were talking about this on last week's episode. So she got uh, in trouble from the general public um, because everyone was like, oh, well, you don't hire enough uh, people of color and different types of people than just like wealthy, white, skinny p- women. Um, and she was like, okay, cool. I've heard you. I'm going to hire a diversity and inclusion person. And it's like, or you could just hire some, you know, black people. (laughs) Yeah. Why do you need someone to tell? But I think she, and she wasn't listening to the, she's so trendy when it comes to fashion, but she wasn't listening to the other wider social trends that were like, no, you really just can't get away with, um, telling your audience to buy a $850 knitted vest yeah. um, because nobody can afford that and it's a pandemic. Everyone's yeah. just lost their jobs. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. It's so interesting. 
bit tone deaf. Oh, yeah. There is, yeah, there is, there's nothing. I mean, there are a lot of things worse, but it's pretty bad when somebody's just completely tone deaf. Yeah. And it's it, it also poses an interesting question, like, how do you build a brand that's in- inclusive and diverse, but it still ret- retains like a very unique point of view? Right. Because I feel like you look at a lot of brands these days and they all look exactly the same. Yeah. They feel the same. They've got the same boring message. Like, I don't, I very rarely get excited about brands anymore. I'm just like, meh. Yeah. They're Isn't a little it? vanilla, aren't they? Yeah. They're, they're all tr- trying too hard to do the right thing and say the right thing. And I'm yeah. just like, you know, I don't care about that that much. <laughs> <laughs> say the wrong thing. Go for it. I'm going to put a little article in the show notes. An homage to Leandra Medine. Oh. Back in the day. Because I did, I fucking loved that website for years. Yeah, yeah. But um, this is a really good cut article on okay, cool that stuff. Awesome lifestyle. <laughs> I just attacked the cheers right out of Penny on that. <laughs> I'm one. so tired. She wasn't even talking. ready for it. I feel like I was really making an argument for why I should be talking about men repeller on the on the podcast. So I'm definitely not going to talk about my lifestyle thing. <laughs> It's well, I'm much. well, I I have a fun one. Perfect. Because as you know, this is happy hour light. Okay. <laughs> not happy hour deluxe. Not no. Emily in Paris. It's happy hour light. This is the basic bitch. This is it. <laughs> this is it, right? Mm-hmm. This is what this is what, you know, if we were just like having a happy hour drink, this is maybe what would come up in conversation. That's why I've had about 12 drinks. Exactly. You're the right, you're just where I want you. <laughs> You're right where I need you, Penny. Okay. Oh, man, your microphone um, is not. <laughs> today, I know, it's, t- mm-hmm. it's a total nightmare. Um, today, I want to talk about music. <laughs> I told I told my boyfriend that I was, he was like, what are you going to talk about for lifestyle? And I was like, music. And he's like, ooh, original. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I've got, I've got an angle for you. Well, actually, it's not that original angle. But sometimes you need a little reminder about these basic things in life mm. that we kind of have around us, sometimes we just don't appreciate them oh, em- yeah. enough. And as you know me, Penny, I am a very music-oriented individual. I love playing music all the time. I set it to like my mood. I'm, it's very important when I have like anybody over for dinner that like the right music is playing. Um, it's almost more important than the dinner itself. Just <laughs> kidding. Um, but so I, I was like thinking, you know, being working at home so much and being home so much, obviously, um, you know, it really, I, it's just funny to me how drastic my mood changes when a little bit of music is on. Like it is night and day. And so I was like, I'm going to go through some, I'm going to do a little bit of research in this. Like, I mean, everybody knows that music like affects our brains. Mm. Like that's, this is not news. Okay. And if Mm. it is news, well, great. But most people know that. Um, but like the, the ways that it affects our brain, I think are super interesting. Mm-hmm. And I found this interesting article. Unfortunately, it's from Buffer, which I know is just What's wrong very with Buffer? Lame. I don't well, even know what Buffer is. Oh, actually. okay. Good. Okay. Then that's okay. Oh, I'm thinking of the Baffler, which is really good. Yeah, that, that's that's cooler. Buffer is, oh, like, a is like a social media kind of app. Well, yeah. it's weird that they even have articles about stuff like this because I guess- it's part they, of their content strategy. I think it. so, yeah. I mean, it's smart, actually. I'm like, it's weird. No, it's smart. It's <laughs> super it's smart. It's a fucking content strategy. I know. And she's like, I wonder how, why they have a I'm blog. I'm like, why would they do that? <laughs> um, I mean, they have really good blog also about social media stuff, but I guess they're branching out, which I think is actually really smart. So 
this is interesting. So I'm just going to share a couple of the things and then the article will be in the show notes. You can check it out. Mm -hmm. First thing is, so let's say you're playing a type of music. Maybe you're playing classical music. Mm -hmm. Maybe the music is kind of happy and charming and delightful. Mm -hmm. And then I show you, bam, a completely neutral face. Okay. (laughs) So it depending a completely nude picture. (laughs) Well, that would be more interesting. Um, Neutral face. Got it. Neutral face that um, this will, I mean, obviously that sounds, that sounds obvious, but I think it's kind of interesting. It, it affects how you perceive a neutral face. If you're listening to like sad music and you see a neutral face, you will perceive that person as looking really sad. Mm. And if you're happy music, angry music, whatever, isn't that fascinating how your brain just is triggered in a completely different way, depending on what you're hearing? Mm. Fascinating. I mean, Mm. I don't know if that's that crazy, but to me, it's really interesting. I think it's interesting. Yeah. The other thing, I mean, I mean, obviously we know that one. Let's go, let's just skip over it. The other one that I found super interesting is that, um, uh, is that our music choices can predict our personalities. Oh, I'm looking at this now and it's so, so correct. I know. So what? <laughs> can you read the jazz fans one? Yes, I'm so totally funny. a jazz fan. <laughs> so this is so funny. So they basically broke it down. They're like, if you're a fan of blues, jazz, classical, rap, opera, blah, blah, blah. And they tell you what your traits, your personal traits are, personality traits. So jazz fans, which Penny and I both love a bit of jazz. Mm-hmm. So have high self-esteem, <laughs> are creative outgoing, and at ease. Honestly, tick, tick, tick. Right? Tickety, tick, tick. Tick all those. Is it weird for you having high self-esteem? Because I I like myself. I think it's I'm I think fine it's with important. myself most of the time. I actually think it's really important to have high self-esteem. Most of these actually say that the people have high self-esteem. Uh, except except for fans. And rock and heavy metal. Lol, these Isn't people. That that? Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean like, um, okay. I don't know about that. Bollywood fans don't but have basically high Basically what they did. <laughs> oh my God. Bollywood. <laughs> but what they did with this, which is kind of interesting, is they um, they uh, they basically took a study of couples who spent time getting to know each other. And then they looked, uh, they were looking then at like their top 10 favorite songs. And they actually turned out to be quite reliable mm. um, as predictions of, you know, their taste in music or whatever. So people would like pick their partner based on their musical tastes. Mm. And it usually worked out really well. I agree with this one. Classical music can improve visual attention. Yes. Do you know, I sometimes listen to classical when I have to do um, some like low level design for presentation decks. Because mm-hmm. I'm just like, I need some kind of yeah. I need some inspiration here because my design is very bad. I love listening to classical music while I'm driving. Oh, okay. If the That's jazz, cute. If the jazz radio isn't, you know, so jazz radio in Berlin, it depends on where you are jazz in the city. Jazz radio. Jazz radio. Radio. Dot net. <laughs> Maybe it's jazz radio. Maybe they say jazz radio. They might say radio and not okay. radio. Like but anyways, radio. um, the what's interesting though when you're driving is also what music you're listening to while you're driving predicts like how you drive. Oh, wet. Which they makes know, a lot of sense. We know this because when I was a teenager, I used to listen to a lot of heavy metal. My dad was like, you are not allowed to listen to whatever that is in while our you're car. Driving. And I'm like, well, that's what I like. Okay. I'm an emo person. I'm a, I'm a cool emo I'm chick. having teenage angst. <laughs> I'm so angry. And then he was like, you'll crash the car. Oh, God. And so I drive out the driveway with like classic FM and then I'd be like putting on flipping classic FM. Tool or something. Yeah. Tool. Oh, my God. That's great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um. Anyway, I just sometimes feel like 
you need to dive into like the things that things that you know are true, but then like, let's learn a little bit more about that, you Why know? Not? So that's where it ha- what happened with music. I know it's not the most exciting topic, but it's kind of interesting. What about Muzak? Muzak. Do you know what Muzak is? No. So um, in some public space. So it costs money to play music in public spaces. Like yes. um, if I worked at a shoe shop, <laughs> I, I think I talked about a shoe shop on last week's episode, but if I worked <laughs> at a shoe shop and I was playing a whole Mariah Carey album, yeah. technically I could get in trouble because yeah. you're not allowed to play it publicly. Yeah, right. There's rules. So Muzak is created for that. It's like... That is so, so funny because really bad covers of songs and oh, oh that's fuck, so, so good. <laughs> it's elevated music, basically. Yeah, right. So mm. my uh, the co-host of the show that I usually the comedy show that I usually uh, run is his name is Zach. Oh yeah, that's true. And he put some music together for our show, which is yeah, another thing you can't Zach. You can't call you know you or you can't play just like any old song. Mm. So. Uh, we had this whole like file and he named it Muzak. And Genius. I just thought, but I just thought it was because his name is Zach. Oh, cute. <laughs> I didn't know that's what it was called. Oh, I just thought honey. it was like, I thought it was like non. This is why we do this podcast. Right? We're all learning. I learn, and growing. Oh, By the way, Jesus. I thought of one lifestyle thing to talk about. Mm. I went to the fucking movies the other day. Oh. Have I already talked about this? I think you did actually. Okay. <laughs> We're doing the podcast too often. All the same topics are coming up. I haven't got a lifestyle. We're basic. You know, sometimes we've just got a few things on the old noodle. Exactly. Let's get the hell off this clacker. (laughs) Can I just tell you one story before we go? Yes, please do. So this came up because of the music theme. Uh, I had a friend. I mean, he's still a friend, but we just aren't in contact anymore because he lives in Canada. But... He's a music teacher, okay? And um, he teaches or he taught music at a, a Catholic school, okay? And now I went to Catholic school, so to me that's not that weird. But a lot mm. of people freak out when I tell them I went to Catholic school. But anyways, that's yeah, a right. whole other topic. Mm-hmm. But the point is he taught music <laughs> at a Catholic school. He's not really – I mean, he's not a – he he's a homosexual man. So, I mean <laughs> – that's pretty great. It's like, what's she going to say? He's a Jew. Yeah. No, like, I mean, you know, like at a Catholic school, that's like actually illegal. But anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, he, he snuck himself in there, which I mean, times are tough. You need a job. You know what I mean? So you just like pretended to be this guy who had a roommate, like hilarious. Anyways, oh it doesn't God, matter. That's so, so yeah. So he taught music though. Right. And he got these kids. He was a very talented guy, very talented teacher. And he would invite us to his uh, concerts with oh, the kids. Cute. So we'd always go and they'd always have like a Thanksgiving concert or a Christmas concert. And one time we went and he had all, he, he taught the kids like an orchestra, um, the song, I Kissed a Girl. And I like and I liked Katie it. Perry? By Katy Perry. Oh my and God. And they, they played all of the things. They sang the lyrics. the lyrics. And like all the parents are in the friggin' what? like auditorium. And we were just Did he dying laughing. I have no idea. I mean, it was, was this an inclusive Catholic school. It was like we I remember asking him about it, and I was like, Did you like, didn't you consider that it's like a Catholic school and this is kind of a a, like a bit of a They're not necessarily pro-lesbian. Right. Or sexual experimentation. Or sexual experiment. Exactly. Or any yeah. kind of. And uh, and he was just like, oh no, it's just like a catchy song. That's the song. I think this, the kids picked the song or something. He let them choose oh, what song. hilarious. And he didn't even look at the lyrics. Like he didn't even. 
cute. I just loved that so That's much. Can really you imagine? Cute. We were dying. We were dying. I laughing. love when you're little and you don't know what things mean. Yes. Like I used to write these little stories and I would have been less than 10 because I remember which house I wrote these stories in. And one of them was about me and my sister being secret agents and we were like running around. And then at one point my sister seduced one of the guards and at the time she would have been like six or seven. And my dad was reading my story and he's like, do you know what seduced means? And I was like, <laughs> no. Yeah. You're like, well. I think it no. means like fluttering your eyelashes or something, but I'm, I know Cute. it's sexual vaguely, but I don't, I didn't know it meant like get a man to have sex with you. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, so I'm just going to cross that out. Um, but I was <laughs> Yeah. Um, I'm so glad you told that story about the children's concert because I've got a YouTube video that I've got. I'm going to put it in the show notes. It's so cute. And you just have to watch it. It's about a recital. Like kids like tap dancing. That's ridiculously perfect. I know it really is. Yeah. We segued the segue. Jesus. Now we can put that goddamn microphone away because it is not working. I'm sorry, everyone. I suck at setting up any kind oh, of equipment. Oh, come on. We did the best we could, Penny. And we did all right. We did great. Yeah. All right. All right. Have a wonderful week, everybody. And don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. I mean, I'm allowed, but... <laughs> bye. Okay, bye. Bye.